when you think about like like we are always in a space where we want to juxtapose old school ideals into this new school way of doing things. So back in the day when you were courting someone, it, there was a time period, you know, and, and so it understood that it, it took a while to get to intimacy. So that means that there needs to be a period of, you know, dissolution, right? Whereas now when you got these apps, these hookup apps, I can literally join Tinder today, swipe someone right right now, if they're in the area, because I think they also have like location mm-hmm. things on it too, right? We can go out, have drinks, one thing leads to another. We're having sex for a couple of days, and then I ghost on her, and she feels like, well, how dare he not tell me why? Because <laughs> it literally took us like, you know, uh, you know, four hours to consummate this 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 relationship. So if it if it was quick to begin, then that means that it was quick to end. And I don't think that people are assessing that. Like you want the chivalrous way of exit when we hooked up on some 2018 fling action, mm-hmm. right? And, and 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 we're not we're not understanding that there's this thread of commonality in everything we do. I always say a person doesn't walk fast, eat fast, talk fast, and drive slow. No, mm-hmm. it's all the same, right? So if you're reckless with how you enter the relationship, it means it's gonna it's gonna end reckless. Yo, what up world? It's your girl, Kelly Howard, here sharing my personal experiences on how being petty almost ruined my life. Yes, all those petty ways and consuming my precious days just and petty thoughts just, ugh, why he pack like that? Why is she looking at me? Is she? Can you believe she coming on my post saying X, Y, Z? Did what? Just pettiness. Just all consuming. And I know you want to be less petty too. Don't you, girl? Well, check out these bars. Hey. Be less petty with your time. Be less petty with your mind. Be less petty with your blame. All that petty shit is love. Be less petty with your friends. Love first. Make amends. Be less petty with your life. Be less petty with your wife. Be less petty with your mom. Be less petty with your job. Be less petty. Be less petty. Be less petty, baby. Body aches, migraine, chronic illness, anger pains. All it comes from is being. Petty. I'm telling you now, Uh you don't want to do it. Nope. Cause that petty shit will have you in ruin. Social media, yep. Be less petty there. Cause all them petty comments ain't gonna get you nowhere. You don't even want to be petty. I feel it. You just doing it. Cause it's socially acceptable But don't nobody want no more We wanna move on to a new time Where we can love and spit these rhymes Like what? I wanna love everybody But is that even possible With this pretty behavior? I don't know why I start singing It was just in me Now my ears are ringing My ears are What up, y'all? This is your girl, Kelly Howard, and we're here on Be Less Petty, and this particular series is about relationships. I have my amazing co-host, amazing husband, amazing partner in life, in which this is our second lifetime together, Mike Jew. Hello. 
<laughs> and I'm really, really excited to introduce our guest today. Uh, he is actually the host and creator. I think you created it and found it. And all, yeah, creator, okay. founder, and host of Tequila Tales, which is an interactive talk show here in Chicago and uh, focused on relationship and love. And it's so dope. I went to it last night. It is like a lot of people there, and we pose questions about relationships, and then we just go ham, and we just talk about our ideas and thoughts around the particular question. And so I'm super excited to have somebody that just deals with relationships and love all the time <laughs> on the podcast. So if you guys could help me welcome Mr. Isaac Paul. Welcome, babes. It is, it is awesome to be here. Thank you for inviting me. Thanks for being here. Yes, yes. And this this is a nice uh, setup that you guys got here, too. Oh, yeah. You like all the, the, the black dots? You know, on, I you do. Know? And just even the entire building. I, this is, you, you know, you guys, uh, you know, y'all leveled up. I like it. Yeah, I, like I caught it. a lick. I ain't going to lie. I caught a lick. Yeah, you, you know? did. You did. Now, now one thing <laughs> that I didn't understand, though, I, I went into the bathroom and you guys got Chico sticks in there, and I've never seen Chico sticks. That I've never had a super Chico stick or a light Chico stick. I just couldn't understand what that was. The candy? There's Chico sticks in there? I think he's talking about tampons. <laughs> Are you talking about tampons? <laughs> oh. Get your life together. <laughs> I'm like, what? The candy? Oh, is that what that was? Is yes, that what that was? Those oh, okay. Are I didn't. Yeah, it was. It was. It was light, regular, and super. I was like, I've never had a super Chico stick. But oh, oh okay. Now, now that I realize what that was. Expand your mind, brother. <laughs> what is happening? So, I'm joking. I'm joking. Come on, so let's have fun. What made you start? <laughs> I'm I'm really curious to know about Tequila Tales a little bit. What made you start that? So well, here's first, tell actually, us, first tell us a little bit more about what it is because I don't think I did it any justice with my intro. So no, I I, I think you kind of nailed it. Like I mean, it's I? a it's a it's a fully interactive discussion on love and relationships. Um, one of the things that I always share with people is that it's not a panel discussion. Now, no disrespect to panels, but I feel like we all have a story to tell. And sometimes when you go into a panel, you've got a lot of people giving you their quote-unquote expert advice, right? But And not to diss him, because I think he says wonderful things, but Steve Harvey is an expert, right? What makes him an expert? He's on his third or fourth marriage, right? So <laughs> is it experience? Because if that's the case, then that means that all of us to some degree are experts. So rather than us sitting up and someone telling me they're a life coach, well, guess what? I live life too, you know, so I would much rather pull from the room and just ask the right questions because everybody's not going to have it's, it's not a one size fits all type of thing. You know, someone may say something and it may resonate with someone else that you would have never known. And so the, the thing to me is about conversation. How do we create the communication? You know, and that's really what what Tequila Tales is at its core. You know, nice. Mm -hmm. And what made you decide to start that? Like what? So here's what's fun about it is that uh, Mike Jew has been there since the in since the inception because uh, I can't take credit for the idea. I can take credit for the first off. I didn't create conversation. Let's just put that right out Clearly, there right. In, the, in, the, in, the, in the ether. Right. But um, I may have created the brand, but it's a it's a it's a rendition of an earlier thing that was called wine and love back in the day and two good friends of mine um i'll just go ahead and name drop krishan lampley and maya bristow they used to have a bar uh an art lounge in the south loop area and it was it was just an amazing space where they always gathered just a lot of interesting people and they came out with their own wine back then and they needed a way to be able to promote the wine because they had to sell it in-house so it's like how do we get people in 
So since I was a fan and I was always sitting there talking with people, it was like, you know what? Let's just have an event and we'll call it Wine and Love. Isaac, why don't you mo- uh, moderate it? And we'll just see where it goes. And so it started off as that. The first night, it was like amazing to me. You know, it was 20 people in the room, just met my co-host the first time, and we were just kind of going for it. But I saw for two hours the most interesting conversation. I didn't even know I could do that. So that was fun. So we did it again and again and again and again. And we did it for an entire year until the gallery was forced to close because of a, a flood. And so it went dormant for about a year. And then I got an insight where I was like, that thing you used to do, that's it. Like, like that, you got to tap back into that. But this go-round, since you're not structured or anchored to a place, grow it, right? Let's see how big we can make it. Let's make it a little sexier, put DJs behind it, but still have that same core of just authentic communication. And it's gotten huge. Last night, you said it was 150 people there? Yeah, yeah. And it's it, it's gotten bigger than that. We've had clips online go viral. We got a wow. clip that's going, I think today that has close to 14 million views. Wow. Yeah, yeah. And, and so like now that's why we can travel the show because we've got people from different cities that are like, when are you coming here? So like our list nationally has grown. So we've done shows in, in separate cities, but in 2019, we've got some aggressive goals. Like we're going to be, we're going to have consistent tequila tails in a minimum of five to eight markets. Wow. wow. Are you yeah. going to host all of them? No. Um, I, I will when they hit a certain point. Yeah. But like, have you ever heard of, um, there's, there's other brands that have done something similar where, because what I want to do is just get people talking. Mm-hmm. Now, if it gets to a certain point and it's like, okay, now we got to really put the the weight behind it, then, yeah, I'll, I'll go out then. But I, I really just want to give people the the blueprint because, it's honestly, it's not really about me. I mean, I may move the conversation, but it's never been about me. I just, I just know what to ask to get people talking. And you do always kind of know what to ask. And you play devil's <laughs> advocate a lot, too, and you start <laughs> creating little mini arguments between people. <laughs> <laughs> no one I agree with you. No, no one right. I agree right. with you. But exactly. I'm like, no, I'm gonna say this anyway just to piss you off because we've been drinking, you know. Right. Right. <laughs> so now this is very interesting that you host something like that because you yourself is not in a relationship, or am I incorrect? Mm. Okay, so so uh I'm gonna give you my media trained answer. Uh, I was told <laughs> by a wise person that if you are not married, you are single. And so uh on that note I'll say I'm single. But I am dating, though. I am dating. <laughs> that <laughs> That's is, the best way to put it, right? That, that is a bold-ass statement bold. to be like, yeah. if you're not married, you're... Because what about nowadays, marriage is not the end-all, be-all when it comes down to being in a committed relationship. You That's have people true. that live together, have been together for years, That's true. have children together, have built entire lives together, but yet they don't have that piece of paper. I, I, I agree with you 100%. Um, you know... And, and it's wild because, I mean, that that in and of itself is a conversation, right? Like in terms of how does marriage differ from committed long-term relationships? And never having been married, I obviously can't speak educated about it, but I know when I listen to married people, they let you know, oh, no, it's a difference. Even if it is just the legal ramifications, right, there's there's an added layer or an added step of commitment that you make when you do that. And I think that people that don't do it, they are sharing that there is something about that added layer of finality 
that is problematic to them, right? Which I'm not saying that it makes that their relationship reduced against a potential marriage, but it is saying that there's something about the commitment being finite that that bothers you. And nowadays, is that even true? Is there is it finite? People get married and get divorced almost as if they're dating. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, and now I was true. actually going to say that I don't. I actually I don't know what my wife thinks about this, but I don't necessarily think that. I, I think that people can be in a long term relationship and not get married and still honor the same values as marriage. Mm. I think so too. I definitely think so. I mean, every relationship I've been well, I'm not gonna say every relationship I've been in, I've honored the the values of marriage. But I'm a very loyal and committed person. I don't cheat. I don't do certain things that most marriages I think the values are based on. You know what I mean? It's like I don't I, I didn't involve so in those things anyway. The, so the ideology I've recently adopted and this has a lot to do with kind of my wife our relationship. <clears throat> Me? And, yeah. <laughs> so you know it's interesting when you listen to a lot of married unhappily married men mm. and i run into a lot of them in, in my corporate life and you you listen to them and they're they have a tendency to you know they they talk about their wife almost as if she's the enemy mm. although they love her but oh, my fucking wife gets on my nerves you know it's like you just hear that tone a lot. Mm -hmm. and it's interesting because we would never say that about our guys mm. right like uh, you know, you, I, you and I share a real good friend, right? Mm -hmm. And and he's 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 my guy. He's my brother. I would I you know if he if he ever needed me for anything, I'd be right there, and I know that he would do the same. And I know that for a lot of my friends. And it's interesting that we hold this bond to our friends, right? Before we mm -hmm. get married or before we get really we, we hold this this dear bond. We call him family. We'll do anything for him, but we're not willing to say the same thing about our wife in a lot of times, mm -hmm. right? We have no. I, to my friends, I have no legal commitment to them. I have no, we don't have a ring or anything like that. You know, we just know kind of there's these rules that we live by. And right. so it's interesting that, you know, that uh, we can't have that same with our wife or our partner, mm. however we want to call it. You want to know what I think, and, and this is what popped into my head right as you were giving that analogy, right, is that I think that there's a certain degree of, with, with individuals that speak about their significant others that way, mm -hmm. there's a degree of masochism that I think some people fall into where they they pretend as though they don't like it, but they but they love the pain, mm -hmm. right? Like if you took it from them, if you tried to go into it's almost like when you know an individual that they always complaining about this thing that bothers them and instead of letting go of the bag they still hold on to that baggage but it's because it's part of their identity right mm -hmm. so i pretend like i don't like it but oh come and try to take this bag from me i'm gonna fight you to the end of days and i think that's what it is and you know when you think about like what masochism is it's the enjoyment of pain right like like i don't and i'm not even gonna say that they aren't happy but there's something about the complaining of the wife of just knowing that I'm anchored here and it just becomes protocol. Like they don't even know any better. They don't even know that they secretly really love it. They just don't speak about it that way because they have the option to change. Because the moment they're she choosing leaves, not, they, they're broken. End of their they're world. Broken. End of their yeah. world. So end of their world. I have another take on that, right? Okay. Because that's, that's, that's a good point. 
Um, but I'd also say that marriage in itself, to me, is a property conversation. Mm, that's a good point. And and I think that in many ways, when a man is complaining about his property, okay, right, like, you know, this this effing car, just <laughs> I hate this damn car. I want a new car. But let it get stolen, right? Right, let it get stolen. Now, now you're without a car, right? Right, right, you know, right. This 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 damn job, right? It's just it's mm-hmm. or or maybe that's not. Pro- but my point is is that I was there's gonna a, say define a, this property thing. I want to know. <laughs> well, property is it's it's you, you own get it. married. You yeah. I, you are now my wife. Yeah, you possess it. It's mm-hmm. a possession thing. So if you leave, it's not necessarily because I loved you so much. That's one thing. The the other part of it is. You're no longer my property, and now that's a that's an ego hit. Mm, that's a that's pride interesting. hit, and so that's, that's kind of how I almost interpret when I see a man acting like that. Mm-hmm. Like, okay, you're complaining about it because you're thinking that she that's that's a property, like like that's your right. property. You're looking at it from that perspective, yeah. right? And so if I don't look at it that way, if I look at it as you're my family, and that's what I've adopted with my wife now, I, I tell her that like we're family, because to me that's 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 an that's a contract that's binding. Mm-hmm. You know, when I when I call a friend my family, right? When it's my guy, and even when I call my family my family, right? That's my family, right? You know, but my wife, you're my family. We're family, so there is no if ands or buts about this. We have to figure this out. Exactly. Plus and just to throw it out there, if I'm correct, he's a Taurus, right? <laughs> Are you? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Plus, this is our second lifetime together, you know, so right, of course right, we're family. You know. Tauruses, uh, man, they you know when they when they when they get into something, man, they, they like in it. it's the bull right there, man. They don't they don't move easy, man. I'm telling you, they slow to move, man. They stubborn. He like, man, I ain't going nowhere. You ain't going nowhere neither. <laughs> to go back this is to us. Your, to go back to your point about the masochism, it it's very true. I was literally just reading that same idea about people and their habits and how they develop this habit of. Uh, complaining mm-hmm. or this habit of, of like you know a child that is raised in a household where the only way that they communicated was via anger that's all they saw from their parents they grow up and they become in these relationships where that's the only way they know how to communicate is through anger and anything outside of that is uncomfortable for them right. to, to and I mean I I myself had to go through a transformation in this marriage with intimacy like being I wasn't I wasn't a child that was hugged a lot or mm. told that I was loved and stuff as a young age so when we got together he's like the complete opposite like very touchy-feely very like lovey and I'm like dude back up I need <laughs> 10 feet you know what I'm saying like I want to sleep with our backs to each other like right. I need my space and I had to I, I'm get serious five minutes of cuddling man. I, I, I swear to God I swear to God listen I'm starting the timer now that, that is exactly I'm telling you I told when him when you hear two chains you know that means you need to be <laughs> on the other end <laughs> we had cuddle limits I was like okay this is I was like how many hugs do I have to give you in this day she we, did she did ask me she's like she's like what is this like hug number three I was like, how many yes, more do i gotta give how many more do i have to give you today like this is ridiculous <laughs> this is overload <laughs> this is messing up my balance but it's a real thing and it's because we are so used to feeling a certain way that when somebody invades that space or that idea of what we think ourselves to, having to be right it's uncomfortable and I, I think that that's right, that guys are so comfortable in that space that anything outside of that is uncomfortable for them. And, and instead of admitting, admitting it and making the change, right, because we have to face it, we have to say, oh, this is uncomfortable, let me change that. And, and leaning into that discomfort, mm-hmm. we want to just stay where we are. We want to stay in our complacency. Yeah, I agree. You mm-hmm. know? Yeah, I agree. So, yeah, that was a really good point. Um, 
So with that being said, now you are dating. What do you foresee coming out of your dating situation? Like, do you see it? Do you believe in marriage? Is that something that you want? Or like, what are your thoughts on that? Because I feel like nowadays people in marriage is just not even, it's not like you got Tinder, like you were saying earlier, right? right? It's so easy to ghost because it's so easy to find people now, Mm -hmm. right? And if you want to make that point real quick, you can just so people are caught up. Right. You know, because so so one of the topics that we were speaking about yesterday was ghosting. And, you know, I, I think it's. It's very understandable to say that a person that ghosts is someone that is, to some degree, being very callous, very cowardice, and very insensitive to another person's emotions. But in playing devil's advocate, always look at it on the other end like, what is it about us and our sense of entitlement where we feel like we deserve to get full explanation or total disclosure Mm -hmm. from a moment when I'm not feeling you, right? Like, you know... And in Illinois, we have something called this is a work at will state, right? Which means that your boss can fire you without a legitimate reason for giving you that. Now, they may give you an exit interview depending upon where they were founded at just to give you some feedback. But one of the questions that I asked yesterday was, have you ever been given an exit interview from a relationship and felt good about it, right? Like, did it really change you? And did you really feel like, I am so glad that this person let me know all the things that mm-hmm. I did wrong. Like, did, did it did it make you better going into your next situation? You know, or is that really an ego machination that says, oh, I want to know why you don't want to be with me, as opposed to just saying, hey, who cares why? The, the the end result is you're fired, right? Like you, you're no longer employed. But there's something about us that feels like we deserve to get this thing. Now, I understand that piece of us that wants that, but what we just addressed, and I'm actually disappointed that I didn't bring it up yesterday, is when you think about like like we are always in a space where we want to juxtapose old school ideals into this new school way of doing things. So back in the day when you were courting someone, it, there was a time period, you know, and, and so it understood that it, it took a while to get to intimacy. So that means that there needs to be a period of, you know, dissolution, right? Whereas now when you got these apps, these hookup apps, I can literally join Tinder today, swipe someone right right now, if they're in the area, because I think they also have like location mm-hmm. things on it too, right? We can go out, have drinks. One thing leads to another. We're having sex for a couple of days, and then I ghost on her, and she feels like, well, how dare he not tell me why? Because <laughs> it literally took us like, you know, uh, you know, four hours to consummate this 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 relationship. So if it if it was quick to begin then that means that it was quick to end. And I don't think that people are assessing that. Like, you want the chivalrous way of exit when we hooked up on some 2018 fling action, mm-hmm. right? And, 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 and we're, not, we're not understanding that there's this thread of commonality in everything we do. I always say, a person doesn't walk fast, eat fast, talk fast, and drive slow. No, it's all the same, right? So if you're reckless with how you enter the relationship, it means it's going to it's going to end reckless. And we don't think that because our egos feel like I need to know why you didn't right. think I was the greatest like, thing that you've ever met. How dare you? Right. You right. know, and that is ego. That's a little that's bit a, of ego. Now, yeah. that's one thing y'all been dating solid for 
10 months and you done and met parents and kids, right. Listen, yeah. <laughs> you know, that's a situation where it's like, all right, I got I was seriously concerned that you may have been injured. But if y'all was hooking up, you know, right. people people pretend like they don't know what it is. And then when they see the results, they like to act like, I can't believe this happened. You know how it happened. You know, that I like. That's I a like, good point. Yeah, that's a really good point. Yeah. Now, I will. And I like how you even said it's not like I could see if you were dating for 10 months or a year, because let's bring it back to the employment analogy. Right. The exit interview. The only reason that I like to have an exit interview from an employment standpoint is and not that I've ever been fired, but I like to know where I need room for improvement. Right. Right. So. If there is feedback from a relationship standpoint, right, like, you know, there's this like, now whether I need to, whether I accept it or don't, right, that, that's irrelevant. <laughs> that's another thing. But, right? right, that's another thing. But, you know, it might be something, you know, it, it, it could have been something in my single days where it's like, yeah, I mean, you know, I just don't like, you know, you don't communicate fast enough, right? You don't hmm. return text messages fast enough or some shit, right? Or I, I can't trust you. You don't, I, don't, I haven't talked to you in three days, right? Mm -hmm. Not that any of these things really matter, right? But it's still good to know if they're legitimate. Um, areas of where you areas could of improvement. develop. Now, mm -hmm. that's a lame way of looking at it, but I'm just saying. I, honestly, I, think I don't it's even hard. think so. I, I think, think so. it's hard to, I think in relationships, though, it's very difficult to look at that, to, to, to be objective in that sense. Because, mm -hmm. excuse me, at the end of the day, it's subjective. It's what that person wants. You know right. what I mean? That's it's true. what that person would prefer. And right. that's not to say that that person was the right person for you. Maybe you right. guys just didn't connect. But you may get with somebody mm -hmm. that prefers a three-day um, communication window between right. the two or whatever and you that, guys. You know what I mean? So it's, it's yeah. And honestly, actually, oh, go ahead. I'm when, sorry. when a person is walking away from a situation, I think that it is lame to point the finger at what that person is or was mm -hmm, mm -hmm. as to why you want to leave. If you want to leave, you have your reasons for leaving, saying this just isn't working for me. I have other things that I would like to do or other areas that I would like to work on in my own life, and, and us being together is not allowing me to do that. But to say you should be a better person, you mm -hmm. should do right. this differently, you should pick up your, 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 your clothes, you should do whatever these pointing the finger, that is petty. Yeah. That's, that's petty thinking. You know, yeah, I, I like how you just brought all that back around yeah, to the petty. It is. It's super petty. And <laughs> no, I, but and it I've is. But you're do, right. And I, we've you're had right. to do that you're in right. this marriage because, yeah. you know, when we first started out, I think any time that a person moves in with somebody and you start, it's, it's just different ways of living, right? And so for the first year, it was a lot of, you should be doing this. Mm. You should be doing this more. You should be picking up this. You should be doing this. You should be um, making the bed when you get up. I was the one in the military, not him. Yeah. If he don't make up the bed, he don't. That's that's his thing. I can't come into his life and he can't come into my life, forcing us to change habits that we've had for thirty plus years. Right. Right. You know, and then being mad and pointing the finger at them and saying you're not a good person because right. of it. That's not a validation of their character yeah. in any way. And it's petty to do that to yeah. someone. Yes. Now, now here's where here's where I think it's interesting, though, is because with what you just said, and I, I agree wholeheartedly, I think that when people get disappointed in the ghosting, it's because in their mind they've imagined that that exit interview was going to sound more, you know, introspective. Well, this is why I no longer want to be with you, right? So it's like I need to know why is it that he didn't want to be with me or she didn't want to be with me. They don't think that there's a flip side to that. 
right? That that exit interview may be them pointing the blame at you that may leave you with way more holes, way more baggage, way more scars that may not have even been legitimate, mm-hmm. right? It may have just been a person that wasn't intelligent or or aware enough to understand that they really had some daddy issues or some, you know, uh, uh, what they call it, the Oedipus complex, right? Mm-hmm. They they didn't they weren't aware of, of of all of their conflicts, but all they know how to do is point it at you. Mm-hmm. And so that's kind of what I was getting at. Sometimes, I, I, and I'll say this, and this is not to get weird, but just to, you know, use an analogy. Um, my biological father, I don't have any real relationship with. And I am Isaac Paul Austin the third. Love my name. But I don't have a relationship with the first or the second. They're both mm. still alive, right? And even in my latter years, they've been trying to uh, reach out more. And, and it's not that I'm bitter at all because I have a stepfather that I consider my father. Uh, and he's been doing an amazing job, right? But, you know, when I, when I, when I think about just the whole way that that, that that played out and in the earlier years, I used to always say, I wish I would have a son like me and not be in his life. Right. Because I think I'm pretty awesome. And if I had a son that did the things I did and that acted the way I act and cared about people the way I cared about, I would fight tooth and nail to be in my world. And so that was a piece of me that was just curious. I, I wonder how he was able to leave. Right. But then there was a point where I was like, you know what, maybe him leaving had more to do with God or the universe protecting me from this individual like like maybe if if he was around in my life I wouldn't be this awesome person right so sometimes you don't need the explanation sometimes the world just removes people from your space that you didn't need to be in and you don't need to hear their dysfunction mm-hmm. you don't need to hear that oh really they had some mental health issues and all, like like all of that, I don't need right. the smoking gun. I just need to know if you were not meant to be in my world, you were not in my world, and I can accept that at face value. I don't need the evidence. Right. And I feel like a lot of people do that in relationships. They need the evidence. I need the smoking gun. Girl, you know he's cheating on you. You know he's cheating on you. Right. You know, but but you need to catch him and in that, the act. That right. has more to nah. do. That has more to do with the insecurity of that individual. Exactly. Because they need you to validate that they're not the yeah. bad one, or that Mm-mm. they, or you know, it, it's just anytime that you're looking externally for somebody to tell you why they don't want to be with you, you have to know within yourself, like I'm dope as fuck. Exactly. You know what I'm saying? Like I'm dope. And if you, if you don't want to be a part of that, then that's on you, Mm -hmm. you know, because it's times when you break up with people where you can still be friends with them because you're so dope. And you just know that you guys weren't meant to be together in a loving relationship in a sexual manner, but you guys are still good friends. Mm -hmm. And it could have been timing. It could have been whatever. It could have been anything. Yeah. But when you need those answers, when you need like tell me what is it about me that is clear insecurity right mm-hmm. you know and to double back on what you were saying about um the universe removing you i literally was just thinking that about my grandma this is weird we going way off topic but i was literally <laughs> just thinking that about my grandma earlier today because my grandma died when i was 11 and i i think about who my grandmother was and i i was like you know and i had so much anger around it because she practically raised me but then i was like you know what had my grandma not died I would not be who I am today mm-hmm. because, you know, for lack of better words, my grandma was hood as hell. We lived in, you know what I mean? We lived in the hood. We was hood. Right, right. Like that's the nature of her. That's who she was. And okay. so I would still be a product of that mm-hmm. environment 
had I not been exposed to other things right. due to her death, you know? So I totally agree with you that some things happen so that we can evolve and expand beyond what we can see in that immediate view. Right. You know? And, 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 and once you understand that, you, you, you can't love the development without loving the steps that it took to get, to get there. Mm-hmm. And so sometimes we still hold on to the resentment of the steps. And it's like, no, these, these are, and I always say that about like a, 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 any kind of recipe. People will say, I hate salt. But, but, but you love the way that cake tasted. And if the <laughs> cake said it needed two tablespoons of salt, and you're like, oh, no, I don't like salt. Okay, well, try to remove those two tablespoons and see how the cake tastes. Oh, no, I like all these other ingredients. Okay, I know you don't like this one ingredient, but still make that cake without that one ingredient. There's a reason why it's in there. And when you remove it, all of a sudden the other elements don't taste the way that you wanted it to. We don't see life that way, right? And that's why we try to change our spouses, I think, a lot of times, or our significant others, because I want to change this one thing about you. But you do know if you change that one variable, the entire equation is going to equal something else, right? Yep. Yeah, you're going to get the gentleman and the this, that, and the third, but you didn't realize that that little piece that you thought you didn't like was 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 helping to mold mm-hmm. this other thing, like the entire you know way that the ingredients are supposed to taste when they're when they're done. The butterfly and so effect, the, exactly. Yep. That that that's the best way to put the it. The butterfly you know. effect. You go and you change one thing, one it changes thing. the whole wave of everything. everything. And I got, love that movie, by the way. It too. is. It's a great yeah, movie. It was, a good movie. It was, it was, movie. It was weird too, but weird. <laughs> it was weird. It got, re- it got it got dark. It got it really dark. It did, but it was still good. I was still right there. I was like, oh, comfortable movie. I was very no yeah. arms at one yeah. point. I was just like, oh, man. <laughs> he ended up in a little loony bin. I was like, he man, up. he needs to stop right now, <laughs> man. man. Like, so let's circle back around. So you do believe in marriage then, even in the midst of all of this uh, quick, fast-paced world where we're swiping right and we're meeting people online and we're dumping people without letting them know why. Um, you That's something you still trust in? Oh, no. I I, I absolutely believe in marriage. And, and, and it's going to be a, a, a two-part you know, answer. I, I one believe in the institution. Uh, two, you know, I think it's something that, to a degree, I ultimately long for, right? But I also have developed an understanding that as society, you know, progresses, we are starting to challenge a lot of traditions and kind of like what you were saying earlier. You know that, um, well, or, or what what you were saying earlier, Mike, that. You do see certain long-term committed relationships, and you will place them on part to understand that they do have value, you know. And I think that we do have a tendency. We we get really caught in titles sometimes, mm-hmm. and we don't really understand that it's okay to be different. That's the that's the biggest takeaway that I'll say Tequila Tales has shared with me is that it's okay to be different, right? And if you can be authentic with the areas of you that don't line up with tradition— then you can actually find happiness. I don't think people are looking for happiness sometimes. Mm-hmm. I think what they're looking for is, I'm not going to go as far as say a title, but I think that they, they've, they've, they've had it implanted in their mind for a while that if I do this, this, and this, it leads to happiness. Mm-hmm. But they've never chased happiness. They've chased those things. Right. You know what I'm saying? And so I'm in a place now where I, I realize that uh, life has me on a path, and the path is kind of defining me. So I don't see myself as less than because I'm not in the space where that type of um, 
uh, and I don't want to say committed relationship because I've had committed relationships like that on a long-term basis, but that level of commitment, marriage, doesn't fit into my paradigm right now. It doesn't mean that it won't. It just means that right now I've had to accept that I'm in a different space. You know, I feel like when it happens, I'll know it. it it's, it's time. When it's time, I'll know it's time. That's the best way to put it, when it's time. Because I don't even think it's about the person. I think it's about the timing. Mm-hmm. So I'm I'm still a fan of it. And, and when I see people do it and do it the right way, I'm like, they got it figured out. But I do think a lot of people are entering it knowing this isn't the person that they want right. a life bond with, mm-hmm. but they're doing it for exactly what you said, because of property, right? And the same way with women. Mm-hmm. They love saying my husband. Oh, my husband. Like, right. that means something. It means something to be able to say my husband. But you know this dude was trash when right. <laughs> was right. dating him. You know what I mean? Like, right. it, and when I see that, it's like, you know, it like feels like dysfunction. Yeah. You just wanted the title. You yeah. didn't. You didn't want everything. You wanted the. You wanted the wedding. You didn't want the. Right. The marriage. Right. Yeah. Right. And I. And I, yeah. I think we see that a lot. Yeah. And I think, I think that. I think too, though. Even if you do want just the wedding, right, and you don't want the marriage, once you're in the marriage, I feel like we as society have gotten so comfortable with just walking away hmm. versus saying, okay, I'm in this. I've made a commitment to this and that commitment means that I have to be willing and I have to be um, not necessarily compromising but just willing really it's willing it's a willingness that has to be present um, and I've even Why seen it. How did you pause on compromising? I'm curious. Because I don't want Your mind people, went somewhere. Because I don't want people to think that I mean you have to compromise who you are in order to fit a certain idea of what the marriage quote-unquote, should be, right? But there is a certain willingness that has to take place where two people understand that, okay, if there is love here, right, if there isn't any reckless behavior, because there's a difference. You can Mm. be in a relationship with somebody or a marriage with somebody, and they're emotionally and physically abusive. That's not okay, right? Right. Uh, You can be with somebody that is just a habitual cheater, and you just can't. I mean, every time they're telling you they're not going to do it, and this is the fifth, sixth person. Mm. You know, I mean, those are certain very unique circumstances where yeah you probably might want to go and get up out of that because that mm-hmm. it doesn't seem like it's going anywhere right but if you just have two people that have um past pains or lack of communication and they don't really understand how to make this thing work so it's a lot of button of heads and just a lot of misaligning happening if it's the willingness there all of that can be overcome. And so many people are so willing to walk away. There's a willingness to walk away, but there's not a willingness to visit those things that are going on and say, okay, what is it that we're struggling with right now? This isn't a deal breaker. This is just something we got to learn how to, how to do. Mm -hmm. This is something we have to figure out what works best for us. You know, he and I have had to figure that out on so many levels. What works best for us? It may not look the same as what you and your girl look like. You know, I'm very masculine in a lot of ways. He has some feminine qualities. You know, I do a lot of things that would be considered the man thing. I do a lot of fixing of stuff around the house. He does most of the cooking. We don't have a what a, a marriage would look like right traditionally traditionally Mm -hmm. look like but it works for us because for one we're willing to take off those titles of Mm. what a man should do and what a woman should do we're willing to let that go for what works best for our household and it gets better every day Mm -hmm. you know but that's that willingness and i don't think that and i don't think that that necessarily had me compromising who i am 
in order to I guess there was a level of compromise there, but not necessarily changing me right. to fit the mold of what he expected in a wife. And I think that happens sometimes where you, you get into these relationships and you either one walk away because you're like, I'm not willing to change. You can't change me. And it's not necessarily about changing you. You know, you can accept somebody, but have a willingness to change some of your habitual ways that aren't even working for you. Mm. You know what I mean? Like some people, <laughs> some people are like you're not going to change me, but it's like, bitch, you're not happy like that <laughs> by yourself. You know what I'm saying? Like you're unhappy by yourself right, being that right. way. So maybe you should change because it'll just make you a better person and a happier person overall. So I don't know if I rambled on that, but no, uh-uh, it made perfect sense. I yeah. agree. I agree <laughs> wholeheartedly. Wholeheartedly. Um, this has been a really interesting conversation. We're 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 there. We're at the end. Oh. This is Goodness, yeah. really? We're 40 <laughs> minutes in. And we try serious? to we try to keep it under 30, but uh, sometimes people just be so engaging and you oh, have such well, great I, comments well, about no, relationships. I, I appreciate that. I appreciate that. Yeah. You, no, you you had me totally sopped in. I'm t- I was you had me thinking about um one of my favorite books. Uh Please tell me I love to read. So so okay, one of my favorite authors and actually he's kind of like a spiritual teacher, uh Eckhart Tolle. Oh, yes, right. Eckhart Tolle. And yes. so like uh he did uh The Power of Now. New and Earth. a new earth. Yes. So when we were talking about the masochistic part, you know, and, and that, um, I remember when I first read that book and he was talking about, he called it the pain body, you know, where he talked about just how our egos are, feel life through pain, you know, and it's, it's our attachment to our ego that makes us uh, cling to things that have nothing to do with our actual being Mm -hmm. you know so we actually seek out pain and we see it all day long right like you know what they call a gapers peep when you're driving Mm -hmm. on the expressway and there's an accident and it's like do you really want to see someone with their head decapitated it's gonna it's gonna probably give you nightmares but everyone is slowing down to see the carnage you know there's something Mm -hmm. in us that is inherently masochistic if we're not aware of it because it feeds this this dark part of us like something bad may have happened earlier in the day you're gonna tell the next five people that you talk to about man and can you believe that they just cut me off <laughs> and it's like yo my wife. that 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 <laughs> died that died at you know 8 a.m in the morning but it's but 4 p.m at night you like <laughs> baby let me tell you what happened to me right so i almost died earlier today right and every time you tell this story right you bring a little bit of pain from the past yeah. into this present moment and you ask yourself what is it about us that's making us do that it's because we are secretly getting a little bit of enjoyment mm-hmm. from that pain right like we don't want to let it go it's an ego thing, or right? Or what we think is enjoyment. Or, or what we think is enjoyment, right. you know. Right. And, and we'll say we don't like it, but that's that's gossip. That's why we love gossip. It's it's the thing that is going to pollute us that we love so much, right? And so when we had this conversation, I was like, wow, this is this is taking me back to where, you know, I was like, yeah, there's, there's some areas where we need to develop, you know, just individually mm-hmm. and then sometimes collectively, you know, in relationships. But I only say that to say, the 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 uh points that we've been throwing out i've been like yo like <laughs> like like yeah let's thank you for keeping me on the tracks because <laughs> you got me out here talking about biological dad i'm like man let me <laughs> shut up i'm out, I'm out here looking like i got daddy issues right now 
and I got a great father. I'm like, man, I'm, that was a that was a, a weird analogy to bring up. <laughs> but you know, that's the beauty of this podcast. That's, that's the beauty Jesus. of this podcast is that it is right, free and job. open, and that uh, we can go there because I feel like authenticity is the key. And sometimes you have to dig into those deeper parts of ourselves in order to make a good point, and it just makes you seem just that more authentic. I agree. So I appreciate you sharing about your daddy issues. We all got them, Daddy. I know you're going to listen to this podcast, and you know I got issues with you. It's all good. <laughs> I think Mike the only one that don't got daddy issues. Like, I don't have any daddy issues. Yeah, he got a good daddy. He got a good daddy. Yeah, I love his daddy. Family. Good family. <laughs> well, thank you so much. Do you want to share with our listeners where to find hmm. you? I would definitely love for them to follow Tequila Tales because it's an amazing um, establishment you got going on there. Thank you. So, so uh, on all social media platforms, it's The Tequila Tales. Cause there was another dude that got the tequila tails before. Mm-hmm. <laughs> ain't doing nothing with it. I'm just I'm waiting for that? Wait for that URL to drop. Man, man, listen, like to the point where it's like you know you want to blow up, but you're almost like man, I'm just waiting for it to hit the market, man. Right. And, and if it get too big, tequila tails gonna be seventeen thousand oh, right, dollars to buy right, that URL. Right, well, you know now they right. got brokers out there. Yes, There's and actually, URL actually, brokers yeah, out there. Yeah, it's crazy. Yeah, yeah it is. <laughs> but but the. Tequila Tales. And that's why we just call it T3 because we just like, no, nah, we're just going to ride out with this. Right. The Tequila Tales. So that's either the website, uh, Instagram, Facebook, Twitter. We ain't doing much on Twitter, but, you podcast. know. Podcast. Oh, podcast, yes. Uh, <laughs> it is called The Tequila Tales Unleashed. So it's available on majority of your platforms. So Google Play, uh, iTunes, and Stitcher, and whatever else. Um, but, yes, The Tequila Tales Unleashed. I will say... We have had an amazing conversation here. Um, and what I like is that we were intellectual and we did not have to cuss. I'm going to give you guys a I warning. I'm pretty sure I curse. I cuss No, no, y'all said one <laughs> brief one, which I think is actually like we're still in the USA uh you know, uh, well, fuck that shit. I should have cursed, bitch, because I be wanting to get leashed in this motherfucker. You know what I'm talking about? No. Okay, there we go. There we go. All right. See that right there? I ain't going to go as far as saying that that's how it's. I only said that to say if you listen to The Tequila Tales Unleashed, uh, yeah, you know, I got I got, I got, got some so partners rated, that drink. It's rated R. Yeah, I, I'm, well, got uh, it. I, or I'll say, what is it? Uh, NSFW, not suitable for work. Okay, got you, it. You better put your headphones on <laughs> or people going to be looking at you. Okay. Like, I may have lost the deal when the person heard the podcast and was like, oh. I was like, well, shit. I mean, you know, you, you if you was going to find out sooner or later. Right. So, <laughs> you know, if he dies, he dies, right? Like, it's right. good. But no. Um, And then, obviously, my handle is just uh Isaac Paul on Facebook. So uh, you guys have been amazing. Thank you for inviting me. Oh, thanks for this coming. Yeah, been thanks for coming. Fantastic. This is amazing. Thank you so much. Uh, guys, that is our show uh, today. Thank you so much for listening. Continue to listen to the rest of the episode. And remember that finale is coming and you ain't going to